When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, happy hump day. It's Wednesday. It's Lori and Julia here on MyTalk 1071 Everything Entertainment. You can stream us live at MyTalk1071.com. Listen the old-fashioned way on the radio. However you're joining us today, we're happy that you're here. Grants off. I'm Holly, Lori, and Julia in hey, the house. Yeah. Hi, Holly. Hi. Thanks for sitting in. Grant is with uh, Bids for Kids, listeners at the Twins game. What a horrible day for a game. Burr. Burr is right. But, but they, been... do they have the game? They I... just do a rain delay? Is that it? Do I people think so. just go under the covered bars and restaurants and just nosh and have beers? And yeah, so no matter what, he's still gone. <laughs> with a day off, having fun in the rain at the Twins. Are we bitter? No, we're not. We're not. Well, you know what we're. You know what what we're bitter about. It's the same thing everyone in this country is uh, bitter about, and that's uh, the, you know the latest you know massive sh- mass shooting. school shooting. I mean, I said to Julia earlier, Holly. I said we've become so numb to it. We barely acknowledge to each other the Buffalo shooting that happened a week ago at a supermarket. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is so. Yesterday, with the the kids in Texas, and it's. I think it's 19 children and two Two adults. Mm -hmm. Just heartbreaking. But the story that was making the news, um, uh, celebrities were retweeting the clip of it. The Golden State Warriors had a news conference after their show yesterday. And the coach, who always speaks, I guess, at the news conference, Steve Kerr, he... He, um, his words ring so true and cut so deep. And he just told everybody, I'm not having a regular press conference. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it. And then when he talked about it, it was confirmed 14 kids. Yes, so at the his time. His numbers are wrong. But, you know, sometimes it takes someone not in politics to point out the insanity that politics, dominates yeah. our current political moment. And he, calls out the 50 senators on a bipartisan gun background check bill that's been passed by Congress and waiting for, for the, the Senate, Senate for like two mm-hmm. two or three years, something like that. So we're just going to play this um, audio because I think he says what a lot of people are thinking. Mm-hmm. He also, we didn't know this at the time, but because so many people are watching this clip, when he was 18 years old, his father was a professor at the University of Beirut, and he was kind of teaching like a thing on how Christians, Muslims, Jewish could get along. Mm-hmm. And he was targeted for his incendiary thing, and he was assassinated. He was, right. And so, you know, he knows what it's like to come 
from a family that has something just, you know, tragic, senseless happen. So here's Steve Kerr, uh, Kerr from the, the coach of the Golden State Warrior, Warriors last night talking about the sh- uh, tragic shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Um, I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here, and a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California, and now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8 which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister or brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote despite what we the American people want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. And then he so then he walked off and right. he's so he's so right because you I know I feel like I have grief, I have rage and I have fear. Mhm. All of those things. I mean, I even thought about today, I walked into Walgreens to get a prescription. I just mm-hmm. thought, what if some nut came in here? Mm-hmm. You know? It's it's something. It, I, where he, would I hide? I mean, in my, right. in my you know, my, uh, you know, the grandkids, every time there's a school shooting, you know, the teachers, they got to talk to their kids about this. I mean, it is, it is ridiculous that 50 senators are holding this hostage for us not to be able to have common sense Gun control, red flag checks. Yeah, I agree. If you can't buy, if you can't go in a bar because it's dangerous to drink before you're 21, 
how in the hell does it make sense that you are able to buy an assault rifle at, at 18, 18, but yeah. you can't buy a six pack of beer? What's more dangerous? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think the thing that he hit on um, uh, is that Americans want this to pass. Yes. And it's, and we're being held hostage by our government. And fifty it, yeah. senators. Yep. It's the Senate. 50, yeah, it's it the is Senate. passed yeah. in Congress. So whatever anyone can do, make a call to your senator, ask them to pass it. I mean, it just it's ridiculous. And I think you just hear everybody over our thoughts and prayers, our thoughts and prayers. That does nothing. Those images, those kids, those the kids. terror of oh those teachers, God. of those school kids who mm-hmm. um, were not shot tragically. I mean, it, it, it just strikes terror in everybody. And really, we just had to acknowledge it. And if there's anything that you can do, we all have the power to pick up the phone and call our senators mm-hmm. to ask mm-hmm. them for action. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, it so is. I'm it glad is. that um, you I, found I that, hope, Lori. Yeah, he, I hope his is, words stop people in their tracks. You know, I think he speaks for how a lot of people feel about it. He really know? does. He really does. Yeah. And you could hear his voice breaking. And uh, anyway, I was I was glad to see that his his words about it like are everywhere the wall street journal espn cnn i mean it's kind of gone taylor People. swift taylor Megan, swift everyone, tweeted yeah. it she hasn't tweeted since january when she had a beef with a songwriter holly so you know i mean it was like it reached out and stops you in your mm-hmm. track so i just thought that we should you know play it because it's our, our words feel inadequate mm-hmm. very often on something like this so and we've talked about it a lot over 20 years we have and it's you know, time. It is. It is yep. totally time. And so when we come back, I mean, we kind of needed uh, this last night after after the tragic news of yesterday from Uvalde, Texas. And it is um, it was the finale. We said goodbye to a show and it was kind of a perfect, perfect end. I thought so. Yeah. All right. I thought so. All we'll right. be right back. With us on uh, this Wednesday, I believe it's the two-year anniversary of George Floyd today, May twenty-fifth. Um, and uh, last night was the finale of This Is Us. And if you're like uh, people, you know, if you're behind, you can just, you know, we're not really going to spoil isn't anything. There even anything but, to spoil. But well, like my sister, I called her after the show was over to talk to her, and she goes. I forgot to tell you, I'm seven episodes behind. Oh, for crying out loud. And I'm like, darn it. But I don't know. Uh, we all knew how it was going to end. Yes, mm-hmm. we, we did. But we say goodbye to the Pearsons. And, and it, it's just been such a great show, six seasons of it. But I thought it was just a bittersweet, wonderful way to end the show of having one day in the life of the big three when Which are the like big three kids? The kids are they like twelve or thirteen? Would mm-hmm. you say that day that they show? Yeah. And then, then forward the day of of uh, somebody's funeral. But um, and young Jack and and I just I thought it was so wonderful. This show again, we we have just talked about it forever. How much we love it, and and you know I think here's what Dan Fogelman he wrote a really beautiful two page letter tying it kind of to the audience like at the, the end of the show the end of the show and that was posted on twitter and stuff but um he said that the entire show last night was captured they filmed it three to four years ago because i the, told you that about those yep, kids they always move forward and back backwards and things and they wanted to capture to, the four-year-olds yeah, right capture them at a young age so he just said it's a show about the human condition and the human spirit and how it endures tragedy 
and it always moves forward because it has to. Mm-hmm. And how um, rather than just he didn't want, you know, if you're a, this is us fan, we're not spoiling anything. He didn't want to just have one big sob fest. Yeah. Like we've had in some of the other episodes, you mm-hmm. know, I did have tears. Yeah. Oh, so did I. Yeah, I did Are have tears. Me? But he wanted it to be more of a slow um, moment where everybody matters. Um, no one life is more than another life. If you're a child, you're worthy. If you're a teenager, if you're a tweener, if you're yeah. a parent, a grandparent. And and just his... Um, appreciation for people for watching network TV and just watching and being a part of the show with him. Yeah. He really, it was we're, we're so lovely. Miss, we're, it was, I miss, I'm already sad. I'm already, I'm already sad, sad not to have the Pearsons I'm in I'm already yeah. sad. And I wonder, is this one I would go and watch again? I don't think so, but I, it was such a part of our life for so long. It feels like and yeah, well, it's, it's on seasons. network and you could tape it. And right. it was, you know, like all these other things. Well, Holly knows she's a fan of a weekly show. Oh yeah, we love I, weekly shows. I love my stories. Yeah, yeah, once a week. And and I also thought that kind of the metaphor that they showed in every stage of life, where how there is a point, whether you're a parent or a grandparent or an auntie, there is something sweet about pushing your kids on the swing oh. when the kids love the swings when you oh. think like when Rebecca told that story mm-hmm. to Jack about how she got the little scar mm-hmm. and she said oh my dad used to take me to the swings and I thought that was brilliant mm-hmm. because it's so relatable mm-hmm. everyone can envision being at the park with the funny slide that gave you razor burn oh, or whatever the metal slides that we would be yeah going in the slides when yeah. you got to graduate from the slides where your chubby legs go through to the big kids you know just rubber bottom you know yep. you could really get i i loved that i think that's kind of what his dan fogelman's brilliance was with this is us is that he just cut across every like swings are in everyone's lives. Okay, and, so, and then you know it was had a bitter sweetness to it on top of that school shooting. You know, last night watching it and it felt, I don't know, I just like I didn't need any more reasons to cry, but it oh. really, I don't know, maybe just opened up like my gosh, all those people aren't going to yeah. be able to push their kids in swings. Oh, I mean, you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. was just. He captures something. I just don't he's, know what it he's is. He's brilliant. He is. He's just brilliant. And um, whatever he does next, we'll look forward to it. Re- weird thing about swings, because that is such a feeling. And so I went on a walk last weekend. And it was cold here last weekend, you know. And I was trying to warm up. And I can only take little steps because I have a little injury. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going on my Is little... it pickleball or tennis? It's both. It's both. I heard, oh, it, I heard it in t- No, I've got an injury and I'm bumming out. So I'm... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'm down right now, but um, I, I have a swing set in my front yard. You know, mm-hmm. I live over a park. And so I went to the swing set and I swung. Oh. And I was trying to remember how to pump. And so stick your legs out. I know. Put it back I, in. And I'm pumping so hard <laughs> yeah. trying to, and I'm like, and then I'm like, was it just because someone pushed me that I used to be able to get up so high? But then I got myself up there and I, because yeah. remember Cause we, you have to lean back yes. to really get the swing And it going. was such a fun feeling swinging as an adult mm-hmm. and not pushing my child or something. You know, it was yeah. just such this freeing, weird, yeah. quiet moment because no one was out there. Right. Aww. I was just like, that's something we should all do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, it was just kind of, I a, do, I, 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 swing I, forever. I, oh, I, I, yeah, I will usually sit in a swing. I it love to so swing. Fun. I don't want to have anyone go under me anymore, which I used to be my oh. big thing. Oh, the, you know, you push, know, go push, go underneath. Oh, yes. Go underneath. Like, I mm-hmm. don't want to get, I don't need to get that. I was always scared about flipping around yeah. the pole on top. But, like, but my sisters and I would do that to each other yeah. and we just love it. Of course, how tall are you, you know, when you're like nine or ten, right. you're not that tall. But like if your dad would do it or an uncle, you'd get you could really get boost. high. No, oh, yeah. And your mom would be yelling, uh-huh. don't wrap yourself around the pole. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, there, there was a setup. I mean, I the the cover of the pin the tail on the donkey. Oh, my gosh. That was sweet. That puzzle box. I don't want to ruin it for people no, because you're going to watch it. But I mean, yeah. they... Everything about that show was intertwined and interconnected. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that anyone spends, well, in a heartfelt, you know, right. it's not about zombies. It's not about murder. You know, yes. it's not about this, that. It was a, it was a family program, as it were, right. you know, I, I about think, a family. And yeah. And, and I love. think in that way, you know, kind of one of the reasons why we gobble up Bosch when that comes on is that that has a soothing feeling of television, you know, Harry Bosch and L.A. and his cool glass house and his jazz Jazz records and he's just doggedly trying to find out who did something but uh, i mean to me he that show is kind of comfort crime tv in a way and his daughter's in it with him and it's 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 more of a quiet i haven't we love it but it is nice to watch a show that is just rooted in a reality and a universal truth i mean zombies vampires all that stuff they got a time and place and he's something like this is us filmed in LA and they go downtown and Hollywood and all over it's just really I don't know I think it's kind of I love that television too oh. all right listen we will be right back we have um some guests coming in the studio we'll be right back all right welcome back thanks for hanging out with us today is is it Tuesday today is Wednesday oh it's Wednesday Julia. I've already forgot okay yeah. topped it well good we are really delighted we have in studio guests and it's been a while we have Greta Oglesby with us and she is an Ivy Award winning actress from the Twin Cities. So good. We met you back when you were in Carolina Change at the Guthrie, which you yes. were brilliant in, but you've been in many other productions. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have Allison um, Edwards with us, who really, Allison, you've done a lot of work in New York. Yes, in New York many and, around the, and around the country. And around the, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you are also, um, you head up Prime Productions. I'm one of, one of the two co-artistic directors of Prime, yes. as well as being an actor. Wonderful. And um, I told Lori that you also did a stand-in for um, our friend Karen, but that's not her name. Judith oh, Light. We always call her Karen, Karen from One Night to Live. live. <laughs> always, I said, Lori, she's got a tie-in with Karen from One Night to 
everyone liked to laugh. <laughs> oh, we love her. She's so great and ugly, Betty, and oh, I love her fashion. We do. And you're tall and oh, lean tall like and she is. Yeah. She, and she's terrific. She, I was her, her understudy, and she would stop by my dressing room every night and just say hello. Oh, and, that's lovely. Yeah, she's really a lovely it's person. Lovely. Well, you guys are in because um, you are going to finally be able to get on the stage for the new show called The Roommate, which is going to be at Mixed Blood. And um, you, we're going to hear about what the roommate is all about. Who wants to give us the setup, Greta? Allison's going to give <laughs> us the setup. You do it. <laughs> well, well, um, the the roommate is a play about a sort of midwestern. Well, she's not sort of. She is a midwestern housewife who finds herself single in her middle years mm-hmm. and advertises for a roommate. And um, lo and behold, the woman who shows up is sort of a polar opposite. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> comes from the Bronx in New York. Okay. And she has a, all I will say is shady past. Oh. And it's how they get to know dun, each dun, other dun, dun. and affect <laughs> each other. And how, and you know, one of the big things about this production too, because we talked about you're a co-director um, or whatever, Um creator of prime productions and your focus is on giving women over 50 um roles <laughs> yes. roles. basically we've been seeing a lot of women in hollywood but starting up their own production companies so mm-hmm. they can have roles so you're doing it on a theater level which is fantastic well thank you yeah it was um my partners and i um were having cocktails at a, Where um, all good ideas come from. Yeah, that's right. uh-huh. <laughs> we were at an, um, an industry event, and the, the schedules for the next season had come out of the major theaters in town. And we counted on one hand the number of substantial roles for women over 50 Wow! in that season. And sort of jokingly, I said, well, have you ever started th- thought about starting a theater? Uh-huh. And... The rest ended up being history. I mean, it, it certainly took a little while and was a lot of hard work, but that it was just so frustrating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that when you get to that point, suddenly you're you're cut the, off. Yeah, or you're mm-hmm. the butt of an incontinence joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. no pun intended. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And who wants to do that? Right. right. So this, so this is um, great. We read a review kind of about the play that because it it would first played in L.A. I believe. Um, I think that's where the first mm-hmm. production was. Yeah. So the roommate. Um, do you guys? So now is it just the two of you on stage? Is it yeah. pretty much okay? How do you like, I mean, you're so used to saying a lot of dialogue, I'm sure, but whoa. Greta, tell us. How Come you on, feel. talk. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I, this is my second two person play. Um, and the first one I did was so traumatic for me <laughs> uh, because it was so many lines. Right? Uh, and I, I, I spoke it out loud to several people. I said, I will never do a two person show ever in my life. Because it's it's just nonstop, you know, I mean, and if yeah, and if you go up on a line and your your partner, you right. know, you don't know, you don't know the material well enough. You just stand there looking at each other like <laughs> and, and I'm sure she'd be looking at me like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Right. Right. That's way too much. <laughs> um, but Shelly approached me uh, about this. This was probably a year before covid. Um, because we were supposed to do it in 2020, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it got pushed back, and I think she sent me dates for 21, and then it got pushed back again. Um, but as fate would have it, you know, I wasn't 
podcast and anything else at this time, mm-hmm. so I could I, I could do it. Um, but it's kicking my butt. I'm just gonna say that. I and I second that motion for sure. Butt. And yeah, because I'm like, I think I am too old for this. No, you are. <laughs> when does the show the, start? Okay, it's June 3rd through June 19th okay. at the Mixed Blood Theater. There's a lot of different. Um, dates. There's also um, a, a, on June 9th, Thursday, it's pay what you can. So for mm-hmm. people for That's all different nice. price ranges, yeah. you want to come. And the Mixed Blood Theater, is is it still where it's always been? Always oh, been. On the yeah. West Bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful theater. That yeah. is a beautiful theater. So you're back on stage right. and, and so you have a lot, a lot of dialogue, but right. you too. It's so fun though. I want I mean, it, it really, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm talking off the cuff, but I mean, it's, um, it is, it's a lot of hard work, but the payoff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, people are just going to love it. They're going to love it because it's a big fat comedy. Um, and I, 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 and usually I don't get cast in comedies. Okay. I just don't. I think people think I'm not funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious, you know. And let me tell Jay, you, that's not, not true. true. Oh, nice, Allison. Have you, I, I do love the whole fish out of water yeah. thing, that you guys meet each other and become roommates sight unseen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the surface, you couldn't be more different, but really, how different are you? Because well, by yeah. the time you're 50, You've probably had some of the same experiences oh, sure. in different ways and stuff. Exactly. And the, and and that's um, one of the reasons that this place so appealed to us to do was that it is about these two women looking at how to change their lives in over 50 and and move into something new and different. Mm-hmm. And, and and age is only important because of the amount of life they've had, right. not because of the numbers. Yeah. And that is Thank that you. is a very true mm-hmm. statement. I mean, I love the wisdom that comes with getting older. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like But yeah, you get judged for your oh, age. Always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you do say what your what your earth year is, <laughs> people get all judgy about it mm-hmm. and make critiques in their mind and yeah. you're cementing something. So it, it it's a dilemma. It yeah. is. It's I mean, I remember when I turned 50 and I'm not going to tell you quite how long ago. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was still in New York, I moved here from New York mm-hmm. about 8 years ago and I and I went to a commercial audition. The first commercial audition I got after 50 was for somebody who was supposed to be 60 and incontinent. Isn't wow. that something? I'm wow. so glad that you started this production for women over 50. You know, in our world, in the advertising world, which is part of how we're measured, there's not even a demo for women over 54. They don't even. They count don't you. even count no, you. Who would have all the money in in this world right now? It would be like the right? fifty-four. They to don't even seventy-five or eighty-year-old. You know wow. exactly. It's just exactly. bizarre. So you're eighteen to fifty-four. You're valid from an advertising dollar standpoint, yeah. but after that, you know, it, it doesn't yeah. make any. sense. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I've I've done some research, and you can't find much, if any, research on the theater. Mm-hmm. But, but in film, it's crazy. It's just crazy at how there there was this one year that I I and it it's a while back but there were close to 2000 roles for women of any age in the major films that year. There were 50 roles for women over 50. Wow. And they something? called us the what did they call us? They called us the elderly. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes, I was trying to come up with a word, and I was going to say octogenarians or something. That's all right. I I, I just knew that octogenarian was going to come out. (laughs) Elderly? Oh my god! 
I know who's elderly. My mom. (laughs) But she would say it herself because she's 86. She is. I'll own it at 86. Don't call me elderly right now. That's right. I know. We're going to come see this. It's The Roommate. It's at Mixed Blood Theater. We're delighted to meet you and see you again, Greta and Allison. Good luck and Thank for you. your theater company and remembering your lines. And, <laughs> and, Laurie, yeah, right. and, and Laurie and I, when we had to do, you know, we have to do fish out of water things sometimes, and we have done some performances. We literally write the words on our hands yes. like we're in school. We, we had Thank to, you for that little note. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no, just, yeah. But just like your whole words. body would, is going to be filled with a two-person show. And quickly, I would like to yeah. say that um, you can't buy our tickets at Mixed Blood's website, but okay. you go to our website, okay. which is W www.primeprods.org okay. as in Classy Broads. Okay. Oh, Prime Prods. Classy Broads. Maybe, Prime. Holly, do we, you think you could post that for us on our show page on the Lori and Julia? Primeprods.org. Then people can, and the, when the, they listen to the replay on this, they can... Um, you know, get just the go ticket. to show page. That but it's called, great. the yeah. play is called The Roommate, and it's yes. at Mixed Blood, and that should, if yes, you, that's right. enough to start to get people Absolutely. in the right direction. Uh-huh. And we hope a lot of people get out and see you, including you. us. Yes. And, and this is a treat, so thank you for being here today. Thanks for having us. Thank Absolutely. you for having us, for sure. You know it. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, oh, Lord, it's a oh, chef's we're surprise. going to the Cannes Film Festival, oh, Julia, the Elvis movie premiered today. Yes, oh. it did. They got us. Do you know what I we learned about ladies? Okay, maybe you guys, you've gone to more theater things, but one of the things Julia and I just discovered with the Cannes Film Festival is that when a movie plays at, at the theater, that when the stars come on the red carpet, like they did this for Top Gun last week, they played Danger the Zone. Soundtrack. Then they played Lady Gaga song. So they came into Suspicious Minds today. <laughs> At the red carpet, oh, and wow. Priscilla was with uh <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to go to the Cannes Film Festival. Fantastic. Fun. So we go from the Mixed Blood Theater to the Cannes Film Festival. And the play is The Roommate. Yes, it is, The Roommate. All right, we'll be right back. So fun. It was fun. Having in studio guests. I know. And the roommate sounds so good. It does, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Lori's screaming. Holly. I'm going over here. Out of my mind right now. Because you're looking at Sharon Stone on the red carpet at no. the Cannes Film yes. Festival? That is one reason. I mean, because she's so predictable that way. Yeah, I yeah. know I am. But she wore a red dress and got invited to the Elvis uh, movie premiere. You know, because she's reporting from Cannes, as yes. she does every year. Looking glamorous and fabulous, and she's wearing a red column dress and rare sunglasses. But I did, Ramin Satuda is a very good follow. He's been in Cannes since mm-hmm. last week. He is on the red carpet and posted the video of Austin Butler walking in with Priscilla Presley. They're signing autographs, and Suspicious Minds is playing. And after the whole cast comes, in together then Sharon Stone was just you know being La Stone and looking like a million bucks but uh, Tom Hanks is there without Rita Wilson when they walked into the theater Austin Tom and Baz Luhrmann wearing a bejeweled belt like Elvis they get Mm -hmm. a standing ovation love it okay he's on the cover of GQ magazine Holly did we did you get a chance to post that uh no no but maybe he's it comes i think it just came out today so he does it i mean the oscar campaign for this kid is beginning okay got All it right. but here's the reviews because they've this yep. they, they, this happened a few hours ago 
Variety. Boz Lerman's Elvis is a fizzy, delirious, impishly energized, compulsively watchable two-hour and 39-minute fever dream that converts the Elvis saga we all carry around in our heads into a lavishly staged biopic as pop opera. So that's... um. Um, Variety. Ramin says it's his Boz's biggest crowd pleaser since Moulin Rouge. Okay, that it's huge like that, and um, he's uh, talking right now about the first time that Boz Lerman went to Cannes. It was with Strictly Ballroom. Remember remember that that movie thirty years ago? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And he was involved in that, and that that uh, I remember that movie. But it got a twelve minute standing ovation, which is more than Top Gun, more than Woody Harrelson. Top Gun got a seven minute. Mm -hmm. Woody's got Saturday Night an eight minute. Top Gun twelve minute standing ovation. And not a dry eye in the house as Priscilla and Austin both tear up because the cameras were right on them. Yeah, well, Lisa Marie had shared on social media how much she loved Austin Butler as Elvis. Right, she did. Hollywood Reporter is giving it thumbs up, but says the least favorable, um, you know, actor. Of course, it's going to be the Colonel because he's the least favorable guy. Oh, but that Tom Tom, Tom Hanks performance wasn't up to. Austin. Austin's. Yeah, well, he's like the narrator yeah. of the story is yep. what I've picked up. And, um, uh, you know, the but the fashion, the people that showed up, like Jake Gyllenhaal was there with his girlfriend, who is a thirst trap. She wore a dress with puckered up lips on the bus line. And patent. patent. It's a red column dress, but the bus line is a mouth, like the Rolling Stones, lips. out of Patent. It's yeah. it's and then she has these sandals on that you can see a slit all the way up to her probably her thigh high thigh. Yeah. And her sandals have like I swear, um, big huge garden um display of flowers on them. I mean, they, it looks ridiculous. Yeah. So she you, looks ridiculous. She does look ridiculous. And he but, looks like beautiful. I know, but Sorry. Uh, I'm so happy about this and Austin. You're gonna go to the oh, screening. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm going to this. I'll probably go to it a couple times. But (laughs) in this interview with GQ, I mean, the reason why I say he's um, bringing the Oscar heat is because, okay, well, here's one story. You guys can be the judge of this. But he talked about um, playing Elvis. He said um, that when he completed filming back in March of 2021, the very next day he became hospitalized and bed- bedridden for a week. According to the magazine, he was diagnosed with a virus that simulates appendicitis. He said, my body just started shutting down the day after I finished Elvis. Well, you know how adrenaline works. But to be on an adrenaline high for yeah. that many days yeah, in a row that's true. and thinking you're doing the most iconic character right, and right. everything and depends on it. you. Yeah. Maybe. And you and everything about it is about you because you're mm-hmm. Elvis. Yeah. How much pressure that would be! Oh my god! But how exhilarating at the same time! Yeah, well, it's he's amazing what stress know. does to the body. He's huh? letting mm-hmm. us know. And Boz Lerman said that of Austin, he had the most polite panic of anyone I've ever met. <laughs> he also was asked about. Um, he was asked about uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who he dated for nine years. Yes, and. Uh, yeah, he didn't want to talk about it, really. There's uh, things everywhere that says he's addressing it, but this is what he says about her, um, about it. He goes, life is full of changes. 
you've got to find a way to be growing and constantly evolving. Okay, that's saying nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely nothing. I'm and not going to talk about it is what that means. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. And you also know Austin Butler. He played Tex Watson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino movie. Yes, and, remember that. And then he was in The Carrie Diaries. And now he's dated... He's dating Kaya Gerber. We saw them at the Met Gala together. Cindy Crawford's daughter. Yes. He was asked about her. And he said this. If I don't see the picture, then it doesn't really exist to me. I don't want to be really negative, but there's hardly any job I despise more than paparazzi. You're about to get a whole lot of paparazzi in your life. Okay, but wait a minute. What does that even mean? Does that mean that they're really not dating? It's just a, a it's just a photo shoot setup. Because they greeted they greeted each other at so, the Met Gala, but they are dating. Oh, but he okay. doesn't want to comment on it. And he oh, said, uh, then the magazine asked him point blank about Kai, and he said, I don't think there's anything I want to share about that. But thank you for providing the space. I don't know. I feel like that's a little goofy. Well, he doesn't, he's not going to talk about yeah. it. And that too is a strategy. Of course. Because it makes you, people want more. Like what, you know. Because he's about yours. to get a whole lot of paparazzi when this right. movie comes out because people are all of a sudden going to know him. We've been crushing on Austin Butler. You have. All right, I've been coming on <laughs> you Austin have. I feel like this show is built around Lori's crushes. It's the Sharon Stone hour. It's the Harry Styles hour. Right. It's the Mick Jagger hour. Mm-hmm. It's the Austin Butler hour. But okay, when he says, I don't think there's anything I want to share about that, but thank you for providing the space about Kaya. I mean, that does sound shady, too, doesn't it? It sounds terrible, it? Lori, to me. Yeah. It's, I think it sounds stupid. Yeah. I'm just going to be honest. And, and if that's his strategy to be so aloof and not think, it sounds like a diss on her. I mean, and I would be pissed if I was his girlfriend. Right. Like, why don't yeah. you just say, it's yeah. wonderful, period. Yeah. No, no. But that ends That's commenting on it. It's just shady. It's very shady. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, how would you feel if you were her? Yeah, well. Thank it, you for providing the space for me not to comment about the, maybe that I'm not dating someone who I'm sleeping with who's crazy for me, but I can't talk about it. Well, maybe he'll be more forthcoming after Elvis comes out of the building. Maybe the he's looking opens. for a better option. Well, I mean, he's 29, she's 20. That's very young. You know. I would judge. Yeah. We judge everybody else in their 20s for making that big of a leap. Oh, yeah. Well, Kate Kate Moss, I think, was 20 when she started dating Johnny Depp, and he was like 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I we, don't know. It always judge. just depends on the time of your life, but it always feels extra She can't something. even go in a bar yet. I know. That- <laughs> but anyway, he's going to tell that story about the... That's a strategic that, you know... That's his, his story. His, his body broke down. His body broke down from playing Elvis. That his body simulated having an appendix attack. Now, if you've ever known anyone who's had appendix attack... This sounds attack, like a terrible virus, like that monkeypox I oh, heard Oh, I'm going to give... Good I'm going to tell you all about okay. monkeypox and calm your fears okay. for randoms. I have every question okay. about it. Covered. Okay. All right. Covered. Not to worry. So when you read the headline, Austin Butler addresses Vanessa Hudgens in new relationship. He says nothing. He says, he says nothing. absolutely nothing. We all grow and we change. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, there we go. Glad to hear that the movie is <laughs> so a winner. Well All right, we will be right back. You're listening to Lori and Julia. This is My Talk 1071, always streaming. Always, you can download the app and take us with you wherever you want and listen whenever you want. We'll be right back.